Hi, and thanks for tuning in to the Worth It podcast. Our leadership gurus, Ryan Dyer and Andy Dorsey, will talk about maximizing leadership potential, faith, and family, all while raising awareness and funds for children with hearing impairments. On today's episode, Ryan and Andy will talk about how to fight the good fight to make every day worth it. Hey guys, welcome back to another Worth It podcast. Uh, I'm Andy Dorsey alongside Ryan Dyer, and today we're going to be talking about three ways to fight the good fight. Uh, One way is being positive. Uh, Second way is to have a bring it attitude. And the third thing is trust in the process. Andy, I'm so excited about today. I think we have uh, three good things that we're going to talk about and help, help people navigate through these waters every day we get up we have a choice to make to fight a good fight or to lay down the first thing we're going to talk about is positivity i think that's a choice every day that we make when you when you think about positivity andy what are some things that you do to ensure that your mindset is positive every day i know you work a lot of hours what's some of the things that you kind of incorporate as we dive into positivity yeah i think that's a it's a very important topic you know one thing and, and you know with social media and Everything that's going on in our world today, it's just it's so easy to be negative. And there's just a lot of negativity in the world and, and especially in the in the athletic arena, whether it's our coaches or us and you know, and just getting those negative phone calls and, and comments at events. And so, you know, as I think about, you know, just waking up every morning, uh, the first thing is is just knowing that our God is faithful, uh, knowing that that ultimately, you know, he, he is our biggest supporter and, and he has faith in us and and uh, so that's one thing that I always think about is just making sure, you know, that I put my trust and, and, and faith in him and, and he's going to get get us through any storms that, that, that we have out there. Um, you know, the second thing I, I got to thinking was, you know, just uh, Dabo Sweeney said it best is, you know, just don't listen to the criticism from people that you wouldn't take advice from. You know, there's there's going to be criticism out there. And uh, if one of your good friends, uh, you know, one of your colleagues that you, that, that you have a whole lot of faith in, if you get positive, you know, criticism from, from them, then, you know, you might want to look at it. But, you know, you just got to tune out a lot of that negativity that's out there. Um, you know, and the, the most important thing is we just need to focus on what's best for people, uh, especially those people that we serve. Then we need to make sure we're focusing on our organization and those personal rewards will take care of themselves. Um, so I think that's, um, you know, what makes me get up every morning and, and just having that really good positive attitude. Uh, you know, and it's really about others, you know, it's, it's the others that, that are in our lives, making sure that we outside of, you know, our God is, is making sure that, you know, we, we have a, those group of people, the people that we care about, those we love, those who we're friends with, and, and most definitely those that we work with. I think to, to kind of piggyback that on that, when you talk about positivity, I always think about when I wake up in the morning, I have a, a routine I go through and that's, I write down three things I'm grateful for. Uh, I have one prayer and then I do my quiet time. And that just kind of resets my, my thinking, resets my day. I can clearly say when I do those routines, I wish I did them every day. But I'm, I'm pretty good. When I do that every day, I have a much better day, much better outlook. Because stuff's going to fly out. It's you know, left and right. So how do you start your day, I think, is very important. Um, Andy, have you, have you read anything about from John Gordon and his, uh, you know, we, we got a chance to talk to him last, or a couple springs ago, but well, have you read anything about him or the energy vampire stuff? Yeah, I think, um, you know, John Gordon is, uh, man, he's one of the great uh, guys out there that talks about leadership. And, 
uh, you know, one of the, you know, it's a simple read, but, you know, and it's one of his first books that ever came out, but it was just the energy bus and making sure that, um, you know, A, number one, you're not being an energy vampire, uh, and two, making sure that if you do have energy vampires uh, that are in your program and um, that you're addressing that and either getting them on the bus or, or getting them off the bus and, and trying to surround yourself with, with those people that bring that positive energy every single day. I think you gravitate, at least I do, towards people who are more positive. If I'm, you know, like you're, you're very positive and upbeat and the, the glasses have full, I, I tend to kind of stay away from the people who are negative and who are going to bring me down. And that, that's probably a selfish attitude, but I think that's what you want to be around people who are going to make you better, who are going to have energy and, and are consistent. I think that's a, a really big thing as you look in that. I wrote, I wrote one thing down here. Mission statement statements are pointless unless your people are on a mission. I think every day, Sometimes I know I over plan, overthink, but if you're positive, uh, your day's going to go a lot better and you're going to impact a lot more people. As we uh, kind of transition into our uh, next subject, which is our next topic here, which is attitude, I think is an absolute huge, huge thing when it comes to leadership and, and winning the day and having a, one of those things. What's your thoughts on having a, an attitude of, that's contagious every day? Yeah, you know. Um God loves prayers, you know, and um, but you got to be able to hold up your end of the bargain. So, you know, when you reach out to Him, um, you know, how do we wait on prayers? How do we, how do we, you know, say, hey, we need help. We need, you know, we, we want to have this positive attitude, but there's there's things out there that are that are getting us down, and uh, we want to live efficiently and effectively. And and how do we wait on those things? Um, you know, Ryan, tell us. I know you. I've read, read a few books, um, one with Jay Wright. Tell us a little bit about that and, and what that did for you, uh, talking about attitude. Yeah, when I think about Jay Wright, who, who's the head basketball coach at Villanova, and I'm a basketball fan, obviously, but every time every time they went into their huddle, they broke it down with attitude. They got wristbands that says attitude. It's just they're, they're constantly evaluating where they are that day. you know. And I think that's the, the big thing is their focus is on what's their attitude like. You know, and I think he did such a good job in that book describing everything rises and falls on attitude. You know, you're going to be around people with positive attitude, a great attitude. You know, I think both you and I, when we look at, you know, we both hire a lot of people. Um, when we, we sat down, I talked to someone else the other day about this. When we sit down and we're looking to fill a position, of course, the skill level's got to match. Uh, but I think if the person has a great attitude and works very hard, you can work with them. You know, you can... You can hire somebody who's going to have a great attitude and, and works very hard. You can work with those people. And I, I always look, this is kind of a sidebar, but when I'm hiring people, I know you do the same thing. I'm going to spend so many, so many hours with those coaches, with those people. I want to hire somebody I can do life with. Like, this is fun. It's uh, a good person. Do you have any thoughts on that and, and hiring and what you're looking for? I do. Uh, yes, sir. Um, you know, one thing is, you know, when we talk about looking at, at hiring people, you know, X's and O's, you know, you know, there's yep. a lot of people out there that are X's and O's, but For sure. you know, are what is their leadership style? Are they growing other leaders uh, inside of them? What are they doing in the community? You know, what are they doing to, to uh, grow their athletes from the inside out? You know, and one of the big things is, is, you know, with, a, with our society today, we live in an instant society, you know, it's one of a cancel culture. You know, it's just everybody's mindset is that if it's not my way, then I'm moving on to something else, which brings me some type of instant value or entertainment, you know, with our cell phones. You know, it's just 
instantaneous. And we must realize that with, with discipline choices um, and, and having that positive attitude that sometimes it's not going to yield those immediate results. And, and, and we just got to be faithful. We got to understand, um, you know, what that servant leadership looks like and, and be able to self-motivate ourselves to improve at that point. There's a, there's a great book that I would recommend to anybody listening. It's called Soundtracks. And that's just what you tell yourself, your mind. I know so many times throughout the day, I, stuff comes in your mind. You got to you gotta decide, hey, is this going to stay here or is it going to go? So, number one, something negative pops in my mind or something, you know, right now in this podcast, we're doing a podcast. We're, we're learning, but I, I think it's fair to say we don't, we're not podcast professionals. We want to help a lot of people. We want to raise a lot of money for hearing impairments. Well, the devil will get in your head and say, why are you doing this? You're not good enough. Nobody's going that's, I always say in my head, to the river. Take it to the river. I'm done with it. Get it on. And I think that book, Soundtracks, is just so good about what story are you telling yourself? You know, the, the old saying that holds true, divorce the story but marry the truth. And I think that's a, a really good saying. You know, we, we did something at lunch today. My kids know that they'll say, I have to clean my room or I have to go to school. We, we change that and we say we get to go to school. We get to clean our room. And that's a small thing that makes a big difference. I know a bunch of our coaches uh, do that as well. So those are little bitty things I think make a big, big difference when you when you start looking at your attitude. What do you think about everyday guys? We talked a little bit about, you know, Andy's a football guy, I'm a basketball guy, but we love all sports. We talked about Ray Allen uh, before the show and the early bus. What, what's your attitude about guys who just work their butts off? How do you feel about those kind of guys? You know, um, you know, yeah, I think it's just, you know, having the attitude of gratitude. And, um, you know, one of the big things I've learned a lot from you is, uh, is making sure that, you know, that we are taking care of those people, taking care, yep. um, recognizing, um, you know, in education, a lot of people say that students are our, our greatest asset. And I kind of disagree with that. I, I think our employees are our greatest asset. And it's, um, and, I, and I tell teachers all the time, look, I work for you. You know, I, I, I want you to come in. I want you to have a good attitude. I want you to you know, get up every morning and want to make a difference in this world, um, whether it's in the English, you know, classroom or whether it's out there on that sports field. And, and what can I do to, to make your job easier and for you to walk into this building every day with a great attitude? Yeah, I think that's a, something too you think about. You never know who's watching. We talk about that a lot. You never know. Every day is an interview. Every day is a fresh start. Every day is an interview. That's why you got to be nice on the way up. You never know who's watching you. And that's a great point you make. One more point I wanted to kind of touch on when we talk about attitude. I think so many times we get caught up with attitude just thinking, well, I got to bring it every day. I got to be positive or I got to be this way. You know, it's too hard to fake it. You know, you got to you got to be who you are. But also, I think servant, having a servant attitude, you, you're great at this, but having a servant attitude, you know, you think back to, to Jesus. He washed people's feet and never complained about it as far as I know. But wash people's feet. What a better example than, than that. Yeah, I mean, he, he is the ultimate um, example of that forgiving attitude. Just when you look at him, not only as a, as a son of God, but just a man who walked the earth like us. And just every single day, um, we were in church this morning. And, and I was telling you before the podcast, and, you know, they, they talked about what it meant to be a man and, and they, they spoke about uh, Adam and, and all all the tribulations and everything that he failed uh, coming in uh, as, the, as the first man on, on the planet and then 
you know, later on, 2,000 years later, Jesus came in and did everything, you know, and he wasn't perfect, but he, but like you said, he was a servant leader, uh, wash other people's feet. And, and I think that's what leadership is. And, and I, again, goes back to our title. Uh, that's what makes it worth it. Totally agree. You know, when we transition to our third and final point for today, you know, how, how to win big every day and how to fight the good fight is the process. Want to tell us a little bit about the process and what you think? Yeah, you know, this is a, there's a lot of people out there, whether it's Nick Saban, he talks about the process a lot. Uh, Dabo Sweeney at Clemson talks about the process a lot. Um, I, I love the process. I, I love everything about, um, you know, I think that's what makes coaches coaches and, and getting back in, you know, we're fixing to start a new school year and just absolutely love the process uh, of what we do. I'm a competitor. Um, and I love just the details um, that are entitled in, in, in preparing a team year round, preparing for a new school year. And uh, it's just, uh, you know, it's neat. And I think it's the, it's the little things, Ryan. I think it's, you know, it's the attention to detail because, you know, everybody, you know, wants to be successful. Everybody wants to have a good football team or a good basketball team uh, or everybody wants to have great test scores. But are we, are we really – Pay attention to the to the little details um, that that make that yield those big results, and and I think that's what separates these people that the John Gordons of the world, uh, the Nick Sabins, and the, and the Dabo Sweeney's um, makes them who they are. And and what came to mind on mine, and it's just a little little saying is is, uh, and I learned this from Jason Freeman, uh, who's now our executive director of, of high school operations in the Paulding County School District, but. Uh, one thing that I learned from Jason is Jason walked around and picks up trash. Every school that he's ever worked at, people notice um, and, and know that, look, he's the leader of our school. He's, been our, he's our principal, and, and he would never walk by and, and, and not pick up trash when he was going from point A to point B. And you got to ask yourself, does it matter? Does that really matter? Does it, does it matter? to see him picking up trash. Well, yeah, I think it does. I think we're all called to be people of, of, of excellence. And so those things do matter. Yeah, and I bet you, you know, knowing, knowing Mr. Freeman, he wasn't looking around saying, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it right now. No, everybody's looking at me. That's that's not him. It's a habit. And that's something that, that's very impressive. You can tell a lot about person by how they act there and that. Um, one thing that we kind of talked about too was winning the day. In, there's a great book out there by Mark Batterson called Win the Day, but can you do it for a day? Can you, you know, it, we always talk about it takes 30 seconds, snap your fingers to change your life, but can you implement a new habit in the process for a day? If you're on a diet, can you do it for a day? Then can you do it the next day and the next day? Man, it, it's just such a different approach than can I got to do this for 90 days or I got to do this for a year. Can you bring it every day? That, you know, I always tell my kids, don't give away your remote control. Don't let somebody else determine the outcome of your day, but can you bring it for a day? Can you get involved in the process for a day? All those things are, are huge. And one more thing I, I wanted to mention when you talk about the process, which I we both mentioned, that's the fun in it, the, jo the joys in the journey. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the joy is definitely in the journey. And, and uh, again, I've heard a lot of uh, great successful coaches talk about this, but you know, everybody wants to win a championship. You know, everybody wants to, to win that. But reality is, is at the end of the day, everybody's going to be disappointed but the one that wins it. So you, you got to find joy in that process. And, and, you, and you really don't talk about it. If you do, if you 
do your process, you do the small things right. Um, and I've always said this, the winning takes care of itself. Um, you know, I, I, I always tell our coaches, and one thing I, I truly believe in, there's three things um, that I like to talk about in, in the process. I said, you got to be structured. Most programs, most organizations are structured, um, and you got to be disciplined, okay? And, and that's within the process as well. But structure and dis discipline don't win without love. So that goes back to that servant leadership, letting people know that you care about them, let them know that you love them, and, and then the structure and dis discipline will take care of itself as you as you uh, reach you know your journey throughout the process. So you want to reach championship as football coach? Yes, sir. Big deal. You know, I don't know if you had the most talented team, but you you, know, you got scrapped together and want to reach championship. Done a lot of research about those. Remember hearing about those. Did you guys ever talk about winning a regional championship? If so, how often? You know, we I, I don't think we ever did. Um, you know, it was one of those things, you know, we, we always told them we're going to take one week at a time. You know, we, we're, we're always 0-0. We're we we want again. We want to win the week. We want to win Friday. And it wasn't until all of a sudden we were 8-0, 9-0, and then all of a sudden people started talking about it, and I didn't want to talk about it. You yeah. know, I wanted yeah. to, hey, we, we just want to focus this team. Um, and, and we had a good football team, but we, we weren't the biggest, we weren't the fastest, but, you know, we were, we were all on the same page. All of our kids had a great attitude. Our, our, our coaches had a good attitude. The community kind of bought into what we were doing. Um, but I'll say this, that was, you know, 10, 15 years ago when, when we won our region championship and, and it really, it goes back to those relationships. You know, I, I still keep up with, with a lot of those players and, a lot of times we don't talk about the championships. We talk about the family. We talk about them being good men, and and uh, and they do talk about the process and all the little things. And they that's what makes my heart warm is knowing that you know they say, hey, because you were disciplined and because you made us get to practice on time, because we had to do these things. I've learned that later on in my life to where you know I get to work on time and I have those expectations, and I am a good father and a good husband for those reasons. Well, let's let's shift gears too as you talk about that to kind of put a bow on all this, but how much fun is it to be organized and to prep? You know, we talk about that. We, I love preparation. I think that's the, the biggest, if you're, if you're prepping, you know, let's talk about Friday night football game as an athletic director. There's so many pieces and checklists and people that got to help, but it also gives you confidence when you're prepping for stuff or you're, you know, for this episode, I know your, your notes that you brought over are just out of this world. It's a lot of prep. What, what's your thoughts on preparation and how does that give you confidence? Yeah, I, and I, people ask me all the time, and I'm sure they ask you too, is, you know, do I miss coaching? And, and the answer to that yes. is yes, absolutely. I know you and I talk about that every single day. And probably the part, obviously, the, you know, the relationships with the players, but, you know, we still get that as an athletic director because we can be around them. But I miss, you know, we prepped on Sundays after church. So Sundays after church, um, was our day that we came in, the Booch Club fed us, and, and, and you know, we broke tape down and, and got our game plan put together. And that was – I probably missed that more than anything because you could, you know, get your opponent, find out their strengths, find out their weaknesses, you know, understanding what your own strengths and weaknesses are and be able to pit and formulate a game plan and, and watch it come to flourish that Friday night. And I didn't always equate to wins, uh, as yep. you well know, but um, – you know, and, and there was some humility in it as well as, hey, we prepared all week and, and, you know, we didn't prepare maybe as well as we thought we did. Or, you know, I'm not the smartest person in the world, but you came back that next week and, and just continued to try to get better. 
Absolutely. And to kind of sum it up too, one thing I wanted to mention is, you know, you look at the process and results and nobody has a lottery ticket. Nobody, it's not, it's not easy. Some things are harder for some people than, than others, but you know, I wrote down, if you're trying to get a job, for example, sending out 200 resumes, resumes is not guaranteed you're going to get a job, but it does improve your odds. And I think so many times we get lost into looking at things that, that are negative or things that are outside our control. When we can, we have a big say in, 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 the, in what we're going to do and what our family is going to look like. And, you know, you mentioned before here is being godly men. We're called to, even though we may not feel like we're, we're, we're good enough, we, it's worth it to sit down with your kids and your family and to show them what prayer looks like and show them those things or to, to let them see that, hey, I'm doing my quiet time over here. I'm, I'm, I'm going to church. So any thoughts on that? Um, you know, the one thing I'd like to just um, sum up kind of everything that we've, we've spoke about today is, um, and, and some of our listeners out there may know this story, but it's the story of the starfish. And you think about being positive, having that bring it attitude, and trust in the process was um, the starfish story. And, and I don't know it verbatim, but it basically entails there was a lady that was walking down the beach and she saw a young boy and, and there was just thousands of starfish that had washed up on the shore, maybe from after a storm, I'm not sure. And, and he was one by one throwing those starfish um, back into the ocean. And she said, you know, looked at him like he was crazy and asked the young boy, said, why, why are you wasting your time throwing starfish back into the ocean when there's thousands of them that are going to die on the beach? And he basically said, well, it matters. You know, it's worth it because it, it, it was worth it to those ones that I had thrown back. So that goes back to, you know, hey, we got to be positive. You know, that young boy was, was positive. Um, his attitude was is he's going to save as many as he can, um, and he's trusting the process. He's going to trust the process. Um, that he's going to spend his time to, to, to influence and to, for those starfish to, to give them a chance and, and to get them back in the water where they're supposed to be. Love it. Love it. Now, today we talked about positivity, we talked about attitude, and we talked about process. Three huge things to go out and fight a good fight every day. You know, as we kind of sum things up, we are sitting on $1,550 now uh, for our worth it. Um, to help kids with hearing impairments. And just to kind of sum that up for our listeners, it takes about $1,000 to put hearing aids in kids' ears. So we have already helped one family, or you guys have helped one family immediately take care of that. That's just amazing. And I was telling Ryan, uh, some of our listeners out there, one of them, uh, our, my head swim coach, Zach Coker, uh, um, if you're listening, we appreciate it. But he uh, said that, you know, we do a swim for a cause and we team up with North Paulding for that. And I was ecstatic when uh, Coach Coker came to me and said that he wanted to uh, use, you know, our our uh, initiative for, for hearing impaired for their swim for a cause event this winter. So we're extremely excited about that. I mean, it, it just really kind of hit home that, you know, we're, we're doing this for the right reasons. And again, we're, you know, I feel like we're amateurs in this and we're just trying to go by God's will and what he's asking us to do. But uh, I'm super excited. And, and now knowing that, you know, it's East Paulding's turn to, to host the swim for a cause. And because of him listening to us and, and believing in what we're doing, that the proceeds for that um, is going to go towards this cause. That, that is such a cool thing. And I think, you know, Coach Coker going out and doing that and, and teaming up with people to, 
to donate with to help these kids it's just such a cool a moment i think so many times we just assume somebody else is doing stuff somebody else is raising money for this or somebody else has has got a heart for this sometimes we just got to pick up a piece and say no we're doing this and we're doing this right now and we're going to help this group of people i think that is absolutely huge uh to tie things up we got some big guests coming up we won't share their their names yet you know where our format on the show is every once in a while we'll pop a guest in here and there we got some good ones coming up so we're very excited about that can't thank you enough for listening hope you go out and have a great week and we will talk with you soon thanks for listening today our goal at the worth it podcast is to give more than we take so we've partnered with the university of virginia children's hospital to benefit children with hearing impairments Every dollar that we raise goes directly towards purchasing a hearing aid for a child. If you feel led to donate, go to tinyurl.com slash worthitpodcast. That's tinyurl.com slash worthitpodcast. Every amount helps us get closer to our $10,000 goal. How else can you help? Like, subscribe, share, and talk about our podcast. Word of mouth is the most powerful marketing tool. Remember, it's worth it. See you next time.